0: EJ, one of the hosts here at Behind the Mask, and Lori and T are joining me today. This is episode 40, The Masks of Personalities. Just a friendly reminder that anything discussed in this podcast is not to be used as a diagnosis or a replacement for conversations with your own doctors, therapists, psychologists, or other medical professionals. I, This is going to be an interesting episode because we're going to be talking a little bit more about ourselves because we decided to take the personality test on 16personalities.com. I believe it's .com. Yes. And it was very eye-opening. I, the results I had were very obvious to me. <laughs> and Lori definitely got a lot of the results I expected her to get. And so did T. Um, and we also took the Clutterbug test on uh, Clutterbug's website. It's an organizational person who came up with this realizing that people are certain um, bugs depending on how they organize and deal with clutter. So we took that test and mine definitely like goes along with my personality and I know T's does too and Lori's is definitely Lori. So it's we're going to talk a little bit about our results, we're going to talk a little bit about um, what do we do now that we know these things and how much Lori and I've already laughed a lot about <laughs> like how, like what her result is and my result definitely are completely different organizers. So, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so,
1: um, it was really fun T. this is based, uh, the one off of 16, um, personalities.com that is based off of the, the more complex Myers-Briggs. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. And um, I've taken it a few times and we're going to, you know, talk some more about this as we share our results. But one of the things you and I have noticed being a little older than, than Miss EJ over there is that, and having taken it multiple times, that our personalities um, can change. We can be in different seasons of life. We can be at different maturity levels. We just have had different life experiences. And so I think it's important to remember that these are not static. They don't, we're not stuck and If there's something that you're like, I think I'd really like to work on that. You can do that. And, you know, um, I've been doing all this research for another project and it's largely based out of cognitive behavior theory, right? Um, Where it's so much about retraining your brain, creating new pathways and new habits. And so I just think <clears throat> to share that right up front, don't be, you're not stuck, don't be disappointed, try to just embrace this. We encourage all of our listeners go out and um, EJ is going to put the link in the description of the podcast go out, take the test yourself. See if you can get some friends to do it with you, you know, and talk about these things. Um, have some fun with it. Don't let it be like this dark diagnostic thing. Cause that's really not what it is. So I just wanted to say that right off the bat.
2: And right. I want, I would like to throw in there just real quick. Um, each personality trait, uh, when you do these quizzes and whatnot, they have their strengths and their weaknesses. So it might not be about changing. It may be evaluating, not wanting what others have, but embracing what you have. Um, mm-hmm. There are a lot of positives to every personality type because um, we can't have a whole bunch of cooks in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we need, uh, you know, people. Uh, doing customer service, and you know, just using that analogy, and so it's it's not always about changing who you are, but some some of it's embracing aspects of it. Yes, but Thank there you. can be change. For example, I'm ecstatic to watch my assertive score going up over time because that was an area that was very difficult for me and if I was experiencing any sort of emotional pain it was usually around the fact that I wasn't assertive Mm -hmm. so that for example yeah that's a great example
1: I love it so oh go ahead
0: yeah I was just gonna say I think it's kind of odd too because I was you know I'm I studied Spanish for five years in school and there's two different to be verbs in the Spanish language And one of them is for you're doing something like right now, like I'm recording a podcast. Whereas there's the other one to be, which is I am this. And it's supposed to be something you like won't, like it's not going to change. And it's so weird that that's the verb you use when you talk about the personality traits of people like they're intelligent or they're elegant or they're beautiful. I'm like, but they can change. And I think even in school, when I first started learning them, it was hard for me to differentiate because it didn't make sense to me. Because I'm like, we can change our personalities over time. So why isn't it the other verb? And so, you know, in an English language, we just have I am and I am, you know, we don't have two verbs to differentiate between the two. Um, so it kind of goes along with what he was saying too. And it's, it's, it's not, you know, stagnant, And you can change your personality if you want to. Um, And, you know, like Lori had said, you know, it's Tina and Lori have more experience, life experience than I do. They're both moms and grandmas. I am not that. So there's experiences that I don't have. And I admit there's a lot of those questions were really hard to answer for me. And I tried to just take the best that I could. And some of them were a little closer. And so some of my results are like kind of right on the borderline of, 50, 50. Um, And this is this, you know, it gives us a percentage. It doesn't just say you are this and you are that it's like it's like a like a spectrum scale and like you're 75% this or 42% this. And um, I think I like that because then it, it shows like, OK, well, if I'm on the borderline, I can understand that. But if I'm way up there, I don't know if that's ever going to change. <laughs> Yes. i'm yes.
1: never not going to be an extrovert that's just not gonna happen <laughs>
0: that's right. funny
2: you say that lori because i was just thinking i don't have any desire to change my introvert part of myself yeah. like yeah. i'm comfortable with that yeah. um i think one of the things i noticed when i looked at the results of my test there were a couple of things that weren't as accurate most of it was i mean most yes. of it but specifically the one where you'll chase like i'll chase down a friend to stay in mm-hmm. contact i'm like uh, no, usually people have to chase me down. And <laughs> yes, we do. But if I were to look at what drives that outcome of my assessment, mm-hmm. I, that's probably an area that I was closer to the 50-50 mark, like mm-hmm. I could do or not do. And mm-hmm. so it just was just a little over the line. So that was part of the description. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the rest of it was pretty accurate, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah.
0: Well, so we started with that. So Lori was 95% extrovert. <laughs> no he was 76% introverted and I am 82% introverted. Mm-hmm. Um, so my like, yeah, there's no mistake. I'm an introvert and I'm a, what they call a turbulent architect who are introverted, intuitive, they think a lot, they judge a lot, they're turbulent. Um, They love perfecting the details of life and applying creativity and rationality, which is so me. Um, T is a defender. She's a very dedicated and warm protector, always ready to defend their loved ones. And Lori is a protagonist. She's charismatic and and an inspiring leader. Able to mesmerize their listeners.
2: That's <laughs> what <'Cause laughs> the
0: descriptions of it. That's what sixteen, you know, sixteen personalities mm-hmm. describe each personality as. In a brief little snippet. Yeah. 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 And it's really what cool I- because when you take this test, you can. It, it gives you your letters, and then it also gives you a breakdown of what they are. Your percentages. It also gives you a ton of resources to look at and how you like your relationships can impact between friendships relationships you know all that so it's not just here's your results and go do with what you want there's actually resources on there that help let you look at some of that stuff what i
2: loved about it too as looking at the pay options the pay options are just like uh, you're getting all of this stuff for free like of complete Mm -hmm. layout the pay options are like okay so what um, here's our suggestions for for this personality type in work right. or in relationships and what and those are the pay options you pay for those and they were actually not too bad when I was looking at them but I was like I just got everything I wanted in this so that's right. really great and it is like like we talked earlier based on a a research that was has been years in the making long before this the 16 personalities came along it's called the myers Brig. and it does it gives you those letters that EJ was just talking about and whatnot but there is so much research and study that goes that went into it and and then to have the access for us to be able to look at and we can use it uh, what we learn. Um, What I find interesting is that Lori is so extroverted and I used to be even more introverted than I am now um, when we first met and how we had to figure out to how to manage our relationship with her being such an extrovert and me being an introvert I I literally (laughs) need quiet to be able to recharge Lori cannot stand quiet she's not going to recharge in quiet she's going to actually her batteries deplete if she's isolated and alone where she recharges by being around people Mm
0: -hmm. to
2: me that does not make any sense at all I agree I'm like I don't even yep so but we we hit we had to hit this point where we realized that about each other and to be we loved each other enough to be able to respect that about each other, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. And so now we're more of a it's more symbiotic, and then we're able to help each other out uh, because, um, you know, when she needs mm-hmm. that social, I can give that to her. But then when I need to recharge, she can give that to me. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: You know. I love that when we embrace this, when we, when we look at it as, okay, we always have to figure ourselves out, you know, because if you can't figure yourself out, how are you going to figure out how you're going to communicate and work with? And, you know, um, I've shared this a couple of times in my life and I'm not sure if I've shared it here on the podcast, but uh, because of a lot of my history and my past, I, I was raised one way, and yet it was very, very different than who I was at my core. And so I was like, It was years later, I was a young adult working in the banking industry, and we took a a similar little test, and the idea of these tests, were they were colors, uh, orange, gold, uh, green, and blue, and I had almost no green, because that was like the scientific thinky person, and yeah, it wasn't me, yeah, and- then there was, blue was like the feeling and the Labrador and the emotional. And because of the way I feel like I was raised, I really didn't have much of that either. Um, it was somewhere in there, but I just buried it for so long, you know? But then there's the orange and the gold and they're complete opposites. One is very entrepreneurial, fly by the seat of your pants, go, 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 often very extroverted. You know, it was me to a core, like, oh, but because of the way that I was raised in a much more militaristic, uh, shall we say, upbringing, which is go orderly, defined, almost neurotically, orderly. I still had those traits because that's how I was raised. I I I just feel like that was something that was drummed into me. You didn't have an option that was part of the household that you grew up in. And so Sorry about that
0: everybody. About- we had a little bit of a technical difficulty there. So if you kind of we'll we'll try and jump in right where we lost it, but just in case we don't, bear with us. So
1: Really, my thought process in sharing what I shared about this other kind of personality test was that, again, like I stated earlier, it doesn't mean things can't change. We're not static. And, and when we embrace these personality tests and our strengths and our weaknesses, um, it's, you get to see growth, you get to see change. And so I didn't used to be as assertive as I am now. Or I should clarify, I've always been assertive in my skills, in work, in the way that I study. In that area, I'm very confident, have no problems. but in my personal life, being assertive was not something that I did very well. But I've learned counseling and classes and life experiences, everything else, that I can set healthy boundaries and be more assertive within my own personal life. Um, The most freeing experience after this class that I had taken was I, I had always been somebody's child, somebody's wife, Cause I went from being at home with mom and dad to being married, I was married, very, very young, 18. And then it was living overseas and it was sink or swim, you know, cause there was, it was just us, you know, living in another country and, you know, having all this stuff. So I felt like most of my life, even my young adult life was being somebody else's something daughter, wife, you know, whatever it was sibling so after the divorce I'm in the banking industry I'm doing this class and I went to the grocery store that night and I'm in the freezing the freezer department and I'm picking out some frozen vegetables and I had a bag of peas in my hand and I was going to put it in the basket and this thought came over me I was like but Lori you don't like peas and I put the peas back And I grabbed a bag of spinach and I'm like, oh, yeah, I know it's so crazy, but that was so freeing and so liberating and so empowering at that time in my life to realize that I could, you know, buy something that I like, do something for myself, you know. And again, we never want to be selfish. We're not, I'm never advocating that. I'm a faithful believer, we're called to a sacrificial life. But that doesn't mean we don't get to enjoy some of life. And it doesn't mean we don't get to self care. And, and I'm just learning
2: all of those things. So yeah, I just wanted to share that. Um, Yeah. And an, an interesting thought that I just had as you were talking is, if we don't know ourselves, and don't have this um awareness and whatnot and we're living a sacrificial life then it's willy-nilly it's not really doing anyone any good because it's just constant i mean people who don't know themselves and what they're capable of and how much they have to give um don't know what to sacrifice so they just sacrifice everything and then it's not the meaning behind it doesn't isn't there um you're just exhausting yourself and wearing yourself down and probably feeling very chaotic on the inside but if you know who you are you know what your skills are you know um you know what your strengths and weaknesses are then when you do that sacrificial living it's with purpose and it's going to be far more beneficial uh for anyone that's receiving that but it's also a way for god to benefit you in it because um i've always felt like if i'm doing all the things that I think God wants me to do, I should not feel exhausted in doing it. Uh, If I'm feeling exhausted, then I might not be listening to what he really wants me to be doing. Mm
1: -hmm. That's a definite uh, burnout. You know, and we talk about that in the church. If you're burning out, Mm -hmm. then are you really, you know, where God wants you to be? Are you really tapping into what yes what he created um yeah god creates these beautiful people in right. his image and then so many times we don't embrace it for whatever reason
2: or oh, we're embracing other people's image right. oh, goodness ideas gracious. of who we should be
1: we're obsessed with that
2: can you talk a little bit about that tea <laughs> Well, if you look at it from a, like the social psychology aspect of it, or even sociology, we desire to be in groups. Um, mm-hmm. We we need to be, uh, with the exception of a few personalities, need to be in groups. Even us introverts, we still need people. We right. still need to know that we're a part of a bigger picture. Um, mm-hmm. If you look at it from a sociologist's point of view, they're, they're talking about how um if you're not in a group, then you're not safe, because historically um, you were more vulnerable if you were isolated. So you try to, you always try to live up to the group norm of whatever group you're in, and um, the closer you are to that group norm, the more safe you are. Uh, the farther away you are from that norm, the more you risk being kicked out of the group. And so um, uh, we just have that that sort of mentality. I think if we look in the Bible god even places us in groups like there's groups of people and those who didn't fit in the groups and were ostracized um, there was often trouble now sometimes that was uh god's intent like the prophets oftentimes they were ostracized they weren't accepted Mm -hmm. as a part of them the group and so they had difficulties but god used that um but then there were those who didn't do things according to god and then they were ostracized and and uh they were vulnerable in that way so um you know like cain and abel you know Mm -hmm. yeah that one gets sent out into the wilderness and whatnot so Mm -hmm. yeah so that's we desire to fit in uh because of that all
0: right okay Okay. go ahead
1: no, I was going to say you had something to add.
0: Oh, well, no, I was just going to actually continue on because I, I know the, we got five letters and we've talked a lot about introvert and I wanted to at least touch on a little bit of um, what some of the other letters are because we've kind of touched on some of them in our conversation. Um, so there's, so the, you're given five letters. One of them represents your introvert or extrovert. So as, you know, T and I just discussed, we're the I. Um, I'm an N, which is representing intuitiveness, which is, only, I'm only 51%, so it's kind of could go back and forth, but they describe an intuitive person, which I believe Lori is as well.
1: I am.
2: <clears throat> I used so to that, be. Yeah,
0: an intuitive person is um, very imaginative and open-minded, focusing on hidden meanings and distant possibilities. The opposite of that is being observant, which I believe is what T is, I couldn't find the description of that since I didn't get that as a result. So T, could you explain what it, they represent as an observant?
2: Uh, I'm having to try to do it from memory. I think it's just someone who, uh, it's the, like the word it indicates, they observe, they listen, they, they think, um, rather, they, they, they base their decisions on thinking rather than fly by the seat of your pants. And so more planning and stuff like that. Um, do you have there what my percentage was on this one?
0: You were fifty-four percent
2: observant. Okay, that explains a lot because I used to it used to come up as as intuitive um, okay. when I've done these tests in the past. I, it, mm-hmm. um, and I was I was very much applied by the seat of my pants and right. very creative and operated very well and under those circumstances. So I just I I remember being kind of surprised this time that it came mm-hmm. up as a no.
1: Yeah. Don't you think that part of that is
2: your job? Yeah, I have to spend more time listening than talking. <laughs> right.
1: And again, you know, it's just part of part of your your work working environment. And yes, that affects these things.
2: And I'm so close to that fifty percent. I think I go back and forth because I am an idea person and okay. sometimes can't shut up,
0: <laughs> which. again I'm only 51% so I'm I could be either one too so you and I are kind of in that similar boat we're both right at that 50% area and
2: kind of go back and forth
0: depending on how yeah you my percentage I was 66 yeah you're 66% so yeah
1: Um, and I think I in the past I used to be even more so it's kind of Right. Slowly, that pendulum is swinging a little bit, you know. But right. I'm yeah. I'm definitely intuitive.
0: Then we have our next one, which I was the only one that came up. Um. Well, again, I'm 52%. This I'm thinking, the opposite of it is feeling. So in thinking, you likely focus on objectivity and rationality, putting effectiveness above social harmony. So I totally am that. So I'm surprised they didn't score higher. um, That's definitely me. Um, But Lori and T got the opposite. They got feeling, which is value, emotional expression, and sensitivity. They place a lot of importance on empathy, social harmony, and cooperation. That sounds like T and I. Yeah. Yeah. And and in T, you only, well you got it 82% and Lori, <laughs> Sorry, and and Lori was um, 67%. So she's a little closer to the middle ground, but you w- scored high. Do you definitely feel that that's pretty accurate for you or? Yes.
2: <clears throat> yes. Uh, and I think we can definitely, I mean, I think it would have been there anyway, but we can definitely thank my job for a lot of that because okay. most of my job is about, feelings um I mean definitely not all there's you know it's definitely thinking and behavior and all that stuff um but I have to be in tune with other people's feelings and that actually comes from childhood too that's how I stayed safe is staying in tune with feelings so that I could try to predict what was going to happen next amen well
0: said and we actually have a letter in common in all three of us which I was (laughs) actually surprised about um, I didn't even connect the dots till this morning, but we are all judging. <laughs> That's not oh. as bad as it sounds. <laughs> I know, I know. It, it, yeah. I, mean, it's, it's I, look I was like, wait, I'm like, I don't, I don't judge people. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't judge people. Okay, so judging, I'm 85% judging, T is 51% judging, and Lori is 76% judging. So Lori and I are a little higher on the closer to being judging. T is a little more in the middle ground. Judging represents... You're mostly judging. You like decisive, thorough, and be highly organized. You value clarity and prefer planning to spontaneity. I agree, I I enjoy planning and Lori's learning that a little bit as we start to plan a road trip. Um, <laughs> I'm a planner. I wanna have like be prepared for, you know just about anything that could happen. It's gonna be a road trip. So, you know, I'm like, I wanna make sure that I have my cars ready that i have things to like start my car if god forbid the battery dies and we're in the middle of nowhere or something (laughs) and she's just like "Uh uh-huh i don't want to hear about it just
1: (laughs) i think the other day my exact words were you
2: can process that all by yourself i don't need to be a part of that (laughs) see and i i think mine's in that middle ground for a couple reasons number one i think um i've always operated well under Uh, flexibility. Uh, That's always been my, my thing is trying to be as flexible as possible, but I love um, being prepared, like having more than I need just in case. So that, that does speak to me, but I've, I think most of my life it's having to be flexible. Um, And so I think that's why I'm right there in that middle ground. I can't remember what the opposite of judging was. uh, Prospecting, and I think I go back and forth. I think every time I take the test, it's different. So it might be also what's going on in the moment, so, and what and will tip the this
1: scale. Is one that has changed for me. Yeah. I used
2: to be prospecting.
1: I have taken the test before and definitely gotten the P. Well, yeah, so and I was going to ask you about that. Okay, so this is that that <clears throat> upbringing thing. Definitely upbringing. It's J. Everything must be ordered and processed and, and all that. And I love, I do find peace. I love a good filing system. I I don't like chaos, but I also at my core absolutely love to jump out of the plane. I don't, I might not even have a parachute and I might, I I know that sounds crazy, but no, I would have a parachute because I'm I'm ordered in my thinking, but no real plan on the destination of where I'm going to drop. And I would be totally excited about that. That's that entrepreneurial who I I am at a core, who for most, more than half of my life, I was not allowed to engage in that, even though that was streaming through my veins, I wasn't really allowed to engage in that.
2: So, Lori, I would also, I can, I would also challenge that um, your health has pushed you into the J. You have to have organization. You have to have a plan. You Mm -hmm. have to know when your appointments are, how you're going to get there. Mm -hmm. Yep. So Mm -hmm. you've developed those skills in a way that you need now. So, yeah, you, you may have gotten some of that when you were a kid, but I think um, and I, I also know that there's so much risk if you're not ordered. Uh, And I've seen that in you where you have to know on certain things, not everything, but certain things you do have to know the destination. You have to know what's Mm going to come next. And if you don't, you get a little bit dysregulated and can be, uh, you can look more chaotic uh, when you don't know how you're going to get to this appointment or who's going to do what. So in those aspects, you tend to need that J a little bit more.
0: Yes,
1: very, very true.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, and so our last letter that we both, like we all kind of, um, I think, uh, let's see, Lori. And okay, so Lori and T are assertive. T is 68% assertive. Lori is 88% assertive. And I am the complete opposite at 74% turbulent. So turbulent means you are likely self-conscious, sensitive to stress, success-driven, perfectionist and eager to improve. And they are, their assertive nature often can be self-assured, even-tempered and resistant to stress, refuse to worry too much and tend to be self-confident when striving to achieve goals.
1: So I agree with everything except that I'm an absolute perfectionist. So I have to do all of those things, but be perfect at it. It's my weakness, you know. Um, so uh, that's just something that I, I, again, grew up with, and and is is I'm working on that. I am a, a, a perfectionaholic, and I confess that out loud, and I'm
2: working. for full recovery. (laughs) And see me, I have been working for that a my entire life. That's what that is something that has been one of those things about myself that I really wanted. I really wanted to be more assertive. I wanted to be that steady person that is confident. And now that being said, doesn't mean that I'm confident. Although the time um, we've talked in the past, I have social anxiety, but that assertiveness has been my counterbalance to that social anxiety. And um, so I, I covet that a, I, I really do. I think that of all the, other than being an introvert of all the letters, that a is the one that I place the most value on.
1: I love that.
0: Well, and I think for me, like I do my very best so I'm glad I didn't score much higher in the percentage of this but I do my very best not to be self-conscious but deep down I think that's in my nature and you know I, I think we've shared a little bit in the past that for a long time my skills were overlooked because I didn't have an educational background to stand behind them I was looked at as I didn't have the capability. And so it just became very self-conscious of me to just believe that, well, my skills are not useful or I you know don't know the right thing. And so I was real self-conscious. And recently, I'm proving it wrong in more ways than one. And I'm grateful to the people who are recognizing the skills that I have. And again, I'm grateful for God giving me those skills and guiding me on that way. But I am sensitive to stress, for sure. I... Um, hate tension. I hate you know. Um, if my parents had a disagreement, I'd usually be in another room just because I didn't want to deal with it. Um, <clears throat> when friends are fighting, I just want to put, pull my hands back, like nope, I'm not a part of this. Um, but on the other hand, there's parts of me that want to help because I want to you know bring a peace, bring a you know a peace to everybody. So I, I I'm kind of like I want to be more assertive and I want to be able to like. You know, so I'm, that is one thing I am working on is trying to be a little more assertive.
2: So the, the T has its strengths though, too. So being self-conscious means that you're self-aware and how you play a part in things. So self-conscious isn't always just, it can, being self-conscious can impact our confidence. Mm -hmm. And that's an area that you're, you're working on. And even I've seen growth in the amount of time I've known you. But that self-consciousness, it gives you the opportunity to evaluate how you're doing. What do you do with that evaluation? (laughs) Do you use it to beat yourself up? Or do you use it to drive things that you want to change if they need to be changed? And sometimes that's the key is being able to recognize, do I really want to change this about myself or about Mm -hmm. this situation? Do I need to? And (laughs) being able to accept whether you can or can't, should or shouldn't. You know, is, is kind important. of the key there.
1: I agree. So, I like that. Ditto to what she said.
0: So again, all of these results came from 16personalities.com. So definitely check out their website. I'll put the link in the description. If you want to uh, take your own test, we'd love to hear your results um, and see how well you agree or disagree on the results that you got. Cause I think we all have like we all kind of were on the fence for some couple of them, but then other ones were like, "Oh yeah, we're definitely that." Um, and I, you know, we're going to talk in a little bit about now that we have these results, what are we going to do with them? Um, so we also kind of for fun, I was like, "Oh, we should do the Clutterbug test too." So uh, it's a lady I forget her name at the moment. Um, she has had had a TV show on one of the Home and Garden networks or something, and, but this was after she'd had this Clutterbug. YouTube channel for years. And she discovered that there were like four major um, bug personalities regarding the way people organize and handle clutter. There's your bee, your butterfly, your ladybug and your cricket, I believe is the other one. And so T and I both ended up being a bee like a little buzzing bee and it's like we love visual abundance and organizational abundance we prefer to see everyday used items instead of hiding them away Um, we're also a bit of a perfectionist and tend to pile items until we can put them away properly and I totally am that I will have a pile on my desk until I have the time to go figure out where it's going to (laughs) go I am totally that Um, but Lori ended up being a ladybug she likes visual simplicity and organizational simplicity. She prefers to have all items hidden and out of sight. She also needs fast and easy solutions for organizing like bins and baskets without lids, and she gets stressed with surface clutter.
2: Yes. So
1: you can imagine living with a bee can drive you, you
2: It reminds me of when you were in the hospital and I came to your house. To- to help clean it before EJ moved in, oh, that's
0: right.
2: <laughs> and I had you on video, and I was doing everything I could to torture
0: you. Oh, you were you were. put things you out were of right. place.
1: That's right. I forgot. I Move things around. <laughs> I know, it was funny because you did make a mention. You're like everything had a place and you knew where it was and, you know, it was easy to find. And, and, and I was, was- going to mess that up if I could. <laughs> you were, oh my gosh. I was like, she's messing with my peace. She's messing with my calmness.
0: Oh, <laughs> away, you little bee. <laughs> and, you know, I, I think for me and I, I can't remember, I think I ended up being a butterfly once a long time ago. Like, so my results had been different, but I, in the last week i've taken this test twice and i came up b both times and bees are very meticulous and it's they she uses the descriptions of micro and macro sorting and different kinds of things and so i'm a very like everything needs to have a place but only it's, if i have time to sort and make that place happen you know
2: yeah everything or, has to have a place to go eventually
0: <laughs> right and, and then um, have have a place now <laughs> Yeah. And uh, the other one is like where it's visual or non visual. Do you want to see it or do you not want to see it? And I, clutter, it's crazy because clutter drives me crazy. Piles on my desk drive me crazy. But actually, unless I have the time to sit down and pick everyone up and make it organized, I don't even want to touch it. And I'll just let the pile build until it's falling over or whatever. <laughs> so I'm like, in my room is a completely different thing than out in Lori's, you know, out in the living room where Lori has more of her domain. So like I have my laptop out there with, you know, at the table and I'll, you know, uh, have my little basket of some pens and some notepads and I'll, I'll stuff all my little extra notes in there. And every couple of weeks I'll go through it and clean things out. Um, But that's kind of my thing. And then the kitchen, yeah, I get a little anxious in the kitchen um, because, you know, I want things out and or at least know where things are. I don't like having to look for things.
1: So I, I, I don't take see anything except for decoration.
2: Great, I take great joy during the organization, but I have to be in the mood for it. Yes, and you. if, if I don't do it frequently enough, I get very aggravated. And, um, so it, then I, my, my ex-husband used to call it the flight of the bumblebee,
0: which <laughs> is ironic. Thing.
2: Because that's what he would describe. I would come home from work and I would flit around the house doing all these different things. He's like, "I just cleaned that," but I had to go through and and touch it, basically.
0: Oh my gosh! Polony, me too. I will get spurts of that. I will get spurts mm-hmm. of that exactly. And I
2: take great joy, and afterwards, I feel so good, and like there's this peace in me. And if I sense a storm coming is usually one of the times I'm doing the flight of the bumblebee because I cannot stand being having a storm and having things out of place. Odd thing. Always been that way. Interesting.
0: So again, this was just another kind of fun little personality thing we were able to kind of do to just definitely see differences. And I I think T had mentioned earlier, I don't know if it was on the recording or before that, how her and I kind of there are definitely things her and I definitely uh, aligned with, whereas Lori was a little with the extrovert. That kind of changes some of the impact of some of her results. So, yeah, it was just cool. So, we kind of wanted to talk. What do we do with this information? Where do we go from here? Now that we know what our personalities are or have a general idea, how do we, you know, how do we deal with it? How do we talk about it? I personally feel like it's a great way of me saying like okay remember the test like this is my personality so let you know give me a little inch here you know um you know if somebody comes at me with some problem or something like okay let me I'll be honest with you this is my personality so you got you know give me time or just something like that um and you guys were hitting on it earlier like this is not just static it's not gonna be this forever You can make strives to make changes. If you see a result and you're like, I don't like being that type of person, what do you do about it? You work on it, study it out.
1: I agree. Um, Yes, we've said it's not static. We've talked about embracing it. We've talked about, um, you know, I'm discovering every day that flexibility and resiliency um, are things that I value and that my life, I want my life to be rich and full. Mm
0: -hmm. I don't want it
1: to be consumed with quantity. Um, If tomorrow doesn't come, then I want today to be the best day, to be that rich day. And I want to learn how to take these things and use them to make that life rich and full. And that's what I would would encourage anyone to do. I always say when I'm working with chronic illness groups um, that I wouldn't wish chronic illness on my worst enemy. I really wouldn't. It's tough, it's it's um, It's very difficult at times, but what I would wish on every single person that I meet is the clarity that it brings so that we can be more aware of where we are and how fragile life is and how precious it is and how special and unique each of us are in that walk and on that journey. That I would wish on everybody. Mm -hmm. And often when faced with illness and death and some of those harder, more difficult things that the average Joe doesn't always get to experience or isn't experiencing yet, I would wish that on on every person at every age. So. Mm
0: Yeah, I I think chronic illness definitely gives clarity. And I think not only having it yourself, but also dealing with other people, your family members, dealing with it. Um, You know, you and I were talking last night, even that, um, I think I shared, like, I definitely don't know what it's like to be a mom, but I definitely know what it's like to be a caregiver of two people at the same time. And even though my parents were adults, I was still taking care of them. I was cooking meals and taking the doctor's appointments and making sure they were healthy and were fed. And, you know, so I took on that role as a caregiver. So parents care is a caregiving role. And, um, so I can definitely understand that aspect of, you know, so, um, yeah, I, I, I'm glad we have the personalities and I'm glad we're on a spectrum. So we're not, saying, oh yeah, you're 100% this and zero this, because we're all having something. We just happen to lean more towards one side or the other. Or in like T's and I's case, there's a couple of more like 50-50 almost, Um, which is is good in some ways that you have both discernment on both sides, Um, but also like, is that where you wanna be or do you want to be more one or the other and how can you work on that?
2: Any thoughts, T? Yeah, one of the the common themes that I work on with people and talk about regularly is how do we define something? I mean, a lot of times it just comes down to that. I can see um, people doing this and going, but I don't, like, in my case, I don't want to be a defender. Maybe I want to be a protagonist. But sometimes that's self-defeating because... Yes, we may desire to make some changes, but there's also some value and acceptance of who we are and what we bring to the table. And so um, I ad- I can admire the qualities that you guys, your guys' personalities bring to the table and think, boy, you know, that, that would be great to, to feel that or to have that. But then that's almost kind of looking at myself like there's something wrong with me and who I am. And um, so it's okay to stop and say, hey, I've got some great strengths that I'm bringing to the table. And um, and I think that if we were all protagonists, nothing would get done. Right. Or too much would be getting done and no, nothing would be coming out of it because nobody's stopping to go, oh, I'm going to enjoy this for a minute, (laughs) you know. Yeah, um, I remember
1: somebody wrote in my
2: yearbook Lori you need to stop and smell the roses
1: and I was like mm-hmm. oh there's
2: roses yeah right but the, certain things wouldn't get done without a protagonist certain things wouldn't get done without a defender what was the what was what they called yours uh EJ an architect architect I think I've been that before anyway um, <laughs> you probably the, were that sounds the familiar stuff, yeah yeah. So we, we need architects, we need defenders, we need protagonists, we need to, as a society and in any level of society, whether it's within our own fam- families, uh, within our workplaces, uh, education, just being out in the world in general, we need all of these personality types to be able to have a whole puzzle. Right. Without it, we're miss- the puzzle's missing pieces and it's not yeah. complete.
0: Yeah. You can't have a puzzle without, with all border or all inside. Cause you need a border and yeah, exactly. so that's a really good point. I, um, and I think the three of us work really well together and I'm glad we're not all the same personality because that would make it very one-sided, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's definitely a more well-rounded. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about the podcast and what we're going to do with this and why we did this. So we thought like, we're going to do a couple of episodes focusing on certain things that maybe are impacted by our personalities. And we haven't nailed down all those plans yet. We're definitely going to talk about them. But um, we just wanted to like, I was like, why don't we just do one episode with just the personalities? Because we knew that this would take a while and we all have our thoughts. And I, I wanted to we wanted to make sure that everybody had a chance to kind of talk about that. So I'm excited to do some more like, directed podcasts on the personalities. Um, and you know, this isn't going to be just a couple of episodes and then we'll never talk about it again. I'm sure in the future we'll maybe go back to it and hell, we might do the, um, you know, the test again and see if we've changed, we've changed, increased, decreased on something. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'll always be an introvert, but there may be other things that I may change. So, yeah, Yeah. I think that's kind of where we're going with the podcast and why we wanted to dedicate a whole episode to this. We're not We also are not used to talking about ourselves that much. We do like in certain things, but we tend to talk about like experiences we've had and outside sources. So this was a little different for us as well. And, you know, it's episode 40 we've been, this is our 40th episode. Thanks for anyone who's been listening to us for this long. And we look forward to you guys sticking around for more. So yeah, that's kind of where we're at, at least with the podcast. Do you guys have any thoughts on it too?
1: I just, as usual, like to say, thanks and like to, the, these episodes always turn out more fun and than I ever anticipate them to be. I enjoy them, and and even when we're talking about a subject matter, like you said, I don't love to talk about me. I love to talk about others, and I love to teach, and I love to share. And and yes, I'm extroverted, but you know, when we're turning the spotlight around. And like, gosh, I don't know that I want to be on display, so to speak, and yet had such a good time covering this topic and doing this. And I'm looking forward to the episodes that'll be upcoming. So. Right.
0: Yep. See?
2: Yeah, I think I think I think most people don't like to, you know, there's certain people that really do like to be under the spotlight, but most people get uncomfortable there to some degree, especially if there's any vulnerability. And um, so that's why I'm just really stressing to me- everybody to remember, it's how you define things. And, and um, it, it doesn't have to be like, like I said, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. Like, um, yeah, I, I may not want to be extra, But I really appreciate those who are and uh, they bring a lot of life to me and a lot of um, just reminding me that to to do and to get out and to do those things um, bring value to my life and then to respect myself enough to give myself a break. And say, okay, I, I need a break right now. And if I didn't know I was introverted, I would feel like some you know, and that, that this is the thing I would feel like something was wrong with me because, you know, like at the end of my days, I have to be aware that I am introverted and I have a very social job. So at the end of my day, sometimes I just need to not talk or just stare at a wall for a minute, you know, be okay with that. Yeah. So uh, I think some self-acceptance is, is definitely, uh, can be very powerful. Yeah, um,
0: yeah and I think, um, you know, I, I highly encourage you guys to check this out, please. I would love to hear what other people are. Yes. I know some people um, often know what theirs, theirs are with just looking at what the options are. <laughs> um, others are extremely surprised when they get their results um so please let us know either on social media just through one of our direct messages or you can email us I'll say that I'll give you that information in the outro yeah definitely you know and you can also listen along and um maybe hear like how we're different or how we're similar and so you can reach out to us individually and be like hey I'm also this or I'm close to you or I get what you're saying so we'd love to hear so please let us know definitely yes Again, just a friendly reminder that anything discussed in this podcast is not to be used as a diagnosis or replacement for conversations with your own doctors, therapists, psychologists, or other medical professionals. You can find this episode on Anchor, YouTube, and most major podcast platforms, though Anchor is changing its name, I believe. So got that email. It's like, if you're not a subscriber, please, we'd love for you to be one. So don't forget to click and hit the subscribe button as well as like this episode if you liked it. Um, on YouTube, so uh, we can kind of know what you like and don't like to hear. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as Behind the Mask PC. You can also email feedback and future episode ideas to us at BehindTheMaskPC at gmail.com. You can find us, EJ, Lori, and T online. Links for us are in the description box. And on behalf of the ladies and myself, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye!